This is Chase Garbarino, co-founder and CEO of HQO, and this is the Let's Go Show. Today, I'm excited to have Kate Singleton from Rubenstein Partners on the Let's Go Show. Kate, thanks a bunch for joining us. Thank you for having me. So uh, why don't we start and just tell us a little bit about uh, Rubenstein and your role within the property management team over there. Sure. So my role, um, I work in the New York City market, specifically Brooklyn, um, and focus on assets in that region. Um, I am an on-site property manager, so I really deal with kind of the the day-to-day operations and the overall tenant experience. And what drew you to commercial real estate and uh, beyond commercial real estate, specifically Rubenstein? Yeah, I mean, I I come from um, a background in 10 years of A-class residential management and um, development. So I'm really fairly new to the, the commercial sphere. One of my main jobs uh, in kind of the residential sector was really looking at where companies are and then bringing A-class residential developments to them. Um, so this is really kind of a, a different approach and, you know, working directly with these larger tenant companies and, you know, providing them a home. And what, uh, I mean, moving from resi to primarily office, what are, what are some of the biggest differences you see between the two? I mean, really that um, the amenities and hospitality feel. Um, I think residential buildings and hotels have really been focused on that for a considerable amount of time. Um, I think, you know, the the office sector uh, has really significantly increased their focus on that. And I think, you know, that's continuing. Um, and I think, you know, in light of kind of recent events and current events in the world, there's been an even greater focus on that in the office sector. Yeah. In terms of uh, the markets that Rubenstein operates in and where you've done work, what are some of the kind of trends you're seeing in terms of management of properties that obviously we've co- we're coming at a 18 months of pretty significant change in the industry, but what are some of the interesting trends you see emerging in the markets that you guys are in? Yeah. Um, I mean, we operate properties in kind of the, the Midwest, Southeast, and the Northeast. And um, we have some core markets like New York and kind of metro markets off of that that are really in, on those transportation lines, like DC, Boston, Ohio, areas like that. Um, I mean, some of the, the major trends that we're seeing emerging from a lot of markets is really transportation um, and walkability. You know, about 75% of employees, um, their ranking walkability is really one of their highest priorities um, in choosing where they work. So for us, it's, it's definitely something that, that we've seen. I mean, more specifically in the New York market, you know, just in terms of space and, and companies still taking office space. I mean, we're seeing about 12 million square feet of like new space requirements have been initiated in New York City recently. So people are certainly looking for office and looking to get back into the office. And for those folks that are, I mean, that's a significant amount of space, which is great to hear. Are you hearing from customers anything drastically different in terms of you know what their needs are out of the workplace? Um, I think a lot of them are really looking for flexible space um, and space that's highly amenitized and amenitized in terms of really the, like having some outdoor offerings. 
um, whether that's specifically at a building, you know, having an outdoor roof deck or um, some type of like campus style expansive plaza space or being near a lot of parks, you know, kind of those, those larger city parks. And I mean, that's a good segue into, you know, you guys are looking to expand in Williamsburg. In terms of that location, where do you guys see opportunity and kind of what's advantageous about it compared to, you know, Midtown and some of the other office hotspots and more in the Manhattan area? Yeah, I mean, I think um, Manhattan is really where kind of businesses showcase new product um, and Brooklyn is where uh, their brands kind of energize their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Williamsburg specifically is is really at um, you know a neighborhood that's really integrated, vibrant, very arts-driven community, and really has a very dense amenity base. Um, it's really the the location itself is really unparalleled. It's like a nationally recognized retail landscape, and there's really a growing residential community in this area, especially in um, an area like Greenpoint in Williamsburg. Yeah, but. It, Another thing is, again, comes back to location. There's really a true like live-work-play environment here. Um, employers increasingly want their workforce to be close to their office spaces. Um, about 33% of New York's creative professionals under the age of 30 reside in Brooklyn. Wow. Yeah, no, I think the convenience is, is pretty critical. And are you guys... I mean, with your residential background, are you guys trying to employ some of what you did in Resi, particularly at Rubenstein, in terms of kind of amenities and experience? Yeah, for sure. Um, that's a, a really big focus of ours, um, specifically for you know our property, 25 Kent in, in Williamsburg, um, but from a portfolio perspective as well. You know, specifically at this property, 25 Kent, we're really trying to close that commercial and you know, residential, hotel, hospitality vibe. Um, and there there are a few different ways that we do that. I mean, one is definitely physical infrastructure, kind of just access, transportation access, um, access to really vast neighborhood um, amenities. So, I mean, Williamsburg has some fantastic amenities, including, you know, the local hotels, um, all of the kind of dry goods retail in the area, and then, of course, food. Um, and highly flexible floor plates um, really want something that supports a real wide variety of tenants um, and a floor plate that can really be tailored to a tenant's needs and, you know, the environment that they want to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing we've really kind of invested in a, a lot is the is touchless technologies, like using mobile access credentials, things of that nature, um, having, you know, automatic doors, um, really that's key for kind of that physical infrastructure moving forward. And then amenities. I mean, we have a 7,000 square foot roof deck here and our plaza is expansive um, and offers a, you know, a place for employees to go outside and, um, you know, work outside and, and kind of be in the fresh air and have a change of scenery. You know, really second is kind of the service offerings. Again, that hospitality vibe, um, we use a tenant app that has a lot of these amenities integrated into it, like ordering food ahead. We have, you know, a 275 space garage, 
on-demand valet service where you can really connect with the valet ahead of time and you know get your car in a really quick time frame uh bar service we've on our roof deck we have bar service so employees can really go up there and enjoy and um kind of gonna take a break from work um and then just providing a lot of information on like local entertainment offerings and retail offerings. Um, and the third thing is really wellness, which, you know, of course, after the past 18 months has been super, super important and top of mind for a lot of people, you know, professional and personal development, kind of just mental health resources um, and things like fitness, like on-demand fitness classes, you know, things that you don't necessarily need to have an instructor right in front of you. You can do it at home. You can do it on this app. Uh, you can go into our fitness center and pick from 10,000 classes to do, um, you know, kind of at your own leisure. Yeah. So, I mean, touching on a few of those things, flexible floor plates, how are you guys thinking about that specifically? I know a lot of people use space has evolved significantly from, you know, the trend over the last 10, 15 years in the run-up to COVID was stacking as many people in small space as possible. What are you seeing now and how are you guys kind of trying to make the floor plates more flexible? Um, yeah. What are some of the things you're doing there? Yeah, I think a lot of it is a collaboration on design. Mm. Um, so, I mean, what I've seen is people still taking a large amount of space and just really kind of using tech features to, you know, make everyone in the space feel comfortable. So, you know, they're taking the same amount of space. They may have, you know, 60% of their employees that are actually working in the space. So they really have um, kind of, you know, it's, it's definitely less dense. They have kind of more room to spread out and then using something, you know, some type of desking support or um, our app actually offers a, an occupancy feature. So people can kind of pick and choose when they're coming into the office and um, employers can set it at a certain capacity. So it really manages that capacity. Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of your kind of broader strategy, obviously you guys are leaning in pretty hard in terms of providing much more than just physical space, right? You mentioned these services and you touched on kind of health and wellness. I mean, is that coming out of COVID? Do you think that is the biggest change in the business? Really, you guys have kind of started a lot of this before COVID, I think when we first started working together, but um is that, you know, now that we've had some time to, to kind of absorb and take in and see what customers are looking for as we start to hopefully come out of this, um, do you think that we're moving towards much more of a kind of service-oriented business? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think our role is really to support employers and kind of help create these meaningful workplaces. I mean, we can provide, you know, a lot of these these infrastructure needs and these service needs. And I think employers you know, really are focused on making meaningful workplaces for the employees. So I think that involves a few things. I mean, for people specifically, you know, having their work, having some type of significance and purpose and uh, really, a, you know, a contribution towards like a broader meaning in life, um, you know, making a positive contribution. So, you know, we're trying to support those needs in, you know, as many ways that we can uh, for employers. I mean, specifically, we've seen like an uptick in, um, you know, people wanting to be involved in different types of volunteer opportunities. 
So we really kind of leverage that knowledge and, you know, work with outside vendors and our partnerships and, and make sure those are things that we can offer to our tenants. Yeah. And who, um, how do you guys find those outside vendors? I mean, cause it's, uh, it's something that a lot of companies don't have people necessarily dedicated to, or even if they do, uh, I mean, like we do, and we typically are still always looking for any sort of support or assist that we can get in these things. But you know, how are you operationally kind of finding those vendors who's responsible for that? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, so I think a lot of the time, I mean, property management is a very fast paced industry. You know, we really have to prioritize throughout the day and having someone who can really offer a partner who can really offer kind of the soup to nuts services. Um, so our app partner HQO actually has a marketplace of different partners that we can utilize to really meet the needs of our tenants. So anything from like professional development classes um, that we can offer tenants is is something that uh, they really provide to us. Um, so it's really a really a great platform for you know that total customer service experience and tenant enhancement. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you touched on it in terms of property management being fast paced. Are, are you seeing the demands on kind of your day job and your colleagues continuing to go up now that traditional property management is encompassing things like managing technology and managing services and amenity vendors? Like, I mean, I, I can imagine that it seems to only be getting kind of more and uh, more of a workload. Yeah, I think that um, you know, picking the the right partner is very important um, for something like that. I mean, the time is very, very valuable and our tenants are a priority throughout the day. So having a partner that can really take a lot of that uh, workload off of the, the property management team so we can really focus on, you know, those day-to-day -day things that we physically need to respond to or be there for. So I think it's it's really just a, a shift. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, working in residential, starting out, you know, we're making just very simplistic, we're making event calendars for tenants, right? And that's something that someone has to really uh, sit down and, and uh, you know, use a lot of time in order to do. Now, you know, fast forward 13 years, I mean, you know, we have kind of these all-encompassing partnerships that really take care um, of a lot of that for us, you know, with our direction and feedback, of course. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I mean, in terms of technology, obviously, you've talked a little bit about some of the things that we do at, at HGO, but in terms of, you know, the property management landscape, what are some other technologies you leverage or are interested to you? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think we're we're very interested in any type of technology that's going to support our tenants, um, whether that be from a well-being perspective, um, you know, building, let's talk building infrastructure, for example, kind of using like the latest and greatest and, you know, building management systems to, you know, really maximize like our HVAC conditioning output and turnover in a space. So, um there's, there are really kind of a, a lot of different avenues that we look at for technology, whether it's from really that kind of base building kind of need perspective. Uh, but I mean, technology in general for us, I mean, just having, um, using an app and having that 
direct communication and engagement with our tenants is super important. Any type of analytics that we can get from this, you know, these types of platforms really kind of drive how we respond to things and, you know, the, the content that we're giving our tenants. And then the other thing that we really, you know, property management teams really weren't able to do for a long time is ask tenants directly, what do you want? Um, what changes would you like to see? How is your experience? So it's really now like kind of a, a polling digital suggestion box, which is so helpful for us to really have that immediate feedback from people. Dan, are you finding that, you know, you guys as a property management team are able to kind of iterate and provide for your customers more effectively with that feedback loop? Because I think, you know, in the past, a lot of the industry ran on Kingsley surveys, um, which are not the most accurate representation of, I think, what tenants think of a building and really the broader population, right? Like, it's just such a different game. So are you guys kind of much more nimble and, you know, your strategy at an asset now that you're able to talk to the broader population? Oh, definitely. Um, it's no longer, you know, a conversation of using a Kingsley survey and, and trying to ask the right question. Um, you know, we're really talking directly to the tenant, uh, the employees themselves, the, the tenant organization, you know, and their leadership and uh, adjusting our strategy. And as we need to, I mean, um, you know, of course, we we always try to be ahead of things. And at this property, the 25 Kent property specifically, you know, we had, we'd started a lot of these uh, touchless amenities and things like that. And, you know, that was really the way the market started to go. So, yeah, I mean, it's been very, very important to us um, and really allowed us to do a better job for our tenants. Yeah. Uh, before the show, we were talking a little bit about how you're from my neck of the woods of the South Shore, Massachusetts. So before we close out, I know we're coming up on time. I do have to ask, uh, are you a Red Sox fan or a Yankees fan now that you're a New Yorker? Oh, no. Uh, I don't have a prepared speech, and I've uh, been trying to um, to express this to people recently. So let's start off with that I am uh, a Patriots fan first and foremost. There you go. I have a, a seven-month-old son um, who was born in New York, so uh, his allegiance will be to the Patriots as well. Um, I am giving him the option of being a Yankees fan because I, I think that's only fair. He's he's technically a New Yorker, so I, I can't really hold him to my roots. Nice. That's my compromise. I've I've had nightmares about you know uh, us as a wearing a Yankees hat and. Um, my brother is really having a problem with that. So uh, I'll check back in with you and let you know how that goes in the future. Yeah. You feeling good about the, the Pats this year? Uh, I am. I'm, I'm feeling really good about the Pats this year. I think that uh, we'll see how our quarterback does. But um, I think the, the Patriots made a, a really good and necessary change. Um, so we'll see how Mac does. Love it. All right. Well, Kate, thanks so much for coming on and uh, appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to our audience. Of course. Thank you for having me. For more information about how HQO can help you connect with your workforce and make smarter CapEx decisions and drive more NOI, visit us at hqo.com. This is Chase Garbarino. Thanks for tuning in. Let's go.